Another week down. Australia's podcast. I do believe this is episode 47. We are close to 50. We are about six subs away from 70 subscribers on YouTube. And when it comes to Spotify, uh, I should look into that more. I should uh, try to get more followers on there. The Honestly Lazy Podcast. Welcome to the Honestly Lazy Podcast with your host, me, Mr. Boy Stick. How's it going? It's another week. We have made it through. We have somehow survived another week of I don't even know what, but we survived somehow. Um, up here in Canada, it's been kind of crazy. So, like I said in the last episode, um, they were saying that, uh, you know, restrictions were all lifted. Don't need that shit anymore. Don't need the Vax Pass. Still wearing those masks. So, but everything went through the roof. But before we get into that real quick, I got to say a couple things. Uh, if you're watching this on Spotify or listening to this on Spotify or YouTube, type in the Honestly Lazy Podcast. That shit will pop up. Um, if you've been listening for a while and you aren't subscribed or following, please do. It really helps me out. I am trying to get to 70 subscribers before I hit... 50 episodes I probably won't it's a, it's a hard thing you know I'm trying to hit 70 subscribers on YouTube before I hit um, 50 video or 50 episodes but I mean just as long as I hit 70 subscribers before I hit 70 episodes I mean I, I need that kill death to be fucking like on point you know what I mean but um, um, if you've been listening for a while and you aren't supporting by subscribing or follow me on Spotify or subscribing on YouTube or leaving likes, um, then you should because that's what keeps me moving and keeping the podcast rolling because, you know, it, it makes me think people actually listen. I think I'm at 64 subscribers right now. I'm, I'm so close. I just want you guys to subscribe and just give me a 70. Boosts my ego. I can turn to Logan Paul any minute. Just... <laughs> With fucking 70 subscribers. Like to give... Um, nah, well, I don't even know who to give shoutouts to. But you know who you are. You guys have been supporting. You guys have been doing great. <clears throat> people, more and more people are checking me out. I feel like people have been showing that are, the love so, in some way or another. They've been showing me some love. From, you know, the the, the stickers I've been handing out to random people. Of the Honestly Lazy logo, they are they have been used, and people have been putting them on stuff. To you know, people doing stuff like what they did last week, um, and I'll just talk about that real quick. I'll pull, I'll do this plug. The episode is live on Instagram. I'm not sure if he's doing some editing. He said he'd come back out, but last week I talked about it on the pod. But this week I can talk more about it. Um, I was on the podcast, the cynic, cynical, uh. Sensibly Cynical, that's it, Sensibly Cynical Podcast, um, you know, I didn't, I never really heard this podcast, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna be one of those guys who's like, oh, I was a fan of it, no, I never really heard this podcast before, me and him followed each other on spot, or on Instagram way back, I think I've been following, he was one of the first podcasters that kind of followed my boy stick channel, or um, Instagram, so we've been following each other for a while, and like I said last week, he DM'd me, and I he said we're going to go live on Instagram. I think it was Wednesday, and it turned out to be a really good interview. I had a lot of fun doing this interview. Um, 
The only thing that kind of I wasn't a big fan of was just the Instagram Live. And it wasn't anything to do with because it was Instagram Live or because that's like, you know, a different way of doing an interview. It was literally because my phone's a fucking piece of shit. I don't know how, I, I kind of listened to it. My audio wasn't too bad, but um, I was like, like, I wasn't happy with my phone, with my equipment. It was nothing against him. He sounded great. And, um, you know, he, he's one hell of a good interviewer because, like, for a guy I've never met before, um, right when we started this uh, podcast, he made me feel wel- welcome to his own little world. And he was just pretty much open-armed to anything. Like, we, could, we talked about the most random shit. We talked about... Like race cars and my eye racing setup to just you know uh, YouTube like the future goals of my podcast and like I think I've said it before but I'll say it even on my own podcast is my 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 honest end goal with the honestly lazy podcast is kind of, is it literally turned into a, like a live show where it's like it's like a Howard Stern type show but not obviously I'm not gonna have like naked girls sitting on a fucking big vibrator thing and like like just having a mic up to their mouth so they can make noise no i just kind of want to do a live show like that where i bring guests on have like a big sick setup like a big studio it's a dream it is a big dream and i don't know if i'll ever hit it but that's why i keep saying live streams will be happening because that's the first step and i think once i hit over 50 the live stream show will start happening it won't be every night but I really want to try to start bringing random people on just doing a live show. But I'd be doing mine on YouTube. Respect to Chad for doing it on Instagram. Um, I think that's where he does most of his shit. Uh, or not his shit. His stuff. Like his interviews and everything. He does it all on Instagram. I'm on his Instagram right now. So it's uh, the Sensible Critical. I can't fucking read. Um, I'll just spell it out. Um, it's S. S E N I or S E N S I B L Y C Y N I C A L P O D. That's his Instagram. I'll put everything down below. Um, you can check him out. My interviews on there. He did a lot too. Like he he put like a little trailer up of like he just posted one of my videos. We talked about the great snowstorm that I talked about on my podcast. We talked about that. Um, it was just a good, I liked, I liked the way he did it. Uh, the, the thing it's like, it's like, I like how him and like how like TJ Hodder from the Hodder show approach me when it comes like, you know, when I come on their show, it's never an interview. It's literally just like hanging out and shooting shit. I prefer doing stuff like that. And that's what I try to bring to when I'm talking to people on the show. And that's when it, when it comes to the live stream, that's what it'd be. I'd love to bring people on who are actually trying to plug something, but you know, it'd be more of a conversation around what they're trying to plug. So probably after when I, after I hit 50 episodes, the live streams will be coming out and who knows, I'm, I, who knows what I'll be wearing, you know, I'm looking into getting, expanding the merch shit and getting different colors and all that type of stuff. Um, I've been kind of on the DL talking about the merch just cause I haven't really been looking into it. I I brought I bought my own shit and I dig it. So what can you do, right? Um, but what can be on this podcast? It was cool. 
it was the a perfect environment for someone like me who was pretty much shitting their, their pants the whole goddamn time. Because that was my first interview where I actually didn't know the guy who was interviewing me at all. Or never even talked to him. Didn't, didn't do a pre-interview or like a quick little chat before I went on air. It was just like he sent me a link. He's like, yo, we're going live like right now. And it was like, fuck, okay, I gotta bring my game on. But it was kind of cool. Especially because he was interacting with the chat. So, buddy Quinn Mar, which if you're watching on YouTube, I'm rocking some old school RIP to guys being dudes merchandise. But I'm, I'm rocking it tonight. This is actually supposed to go out to my buddy Craig St. Clair, but he never came and got it. So I decided, fuck it, I'm going to wear it for one night. But um, he, Quinn Mar said something stupid in the chat like, um, tell him about your hero, Quinn Mar, something like that. And he actually was like, who's this Quinn Mar guy? He's saying you're like, he, he's like your hero or yeah, something like that. And I was like, no, he's not my hero. He's just a fucking prankster. But, um, it was kind of cool. So, you know, rocking the old school guys being dudes merch in the friends handwriting because why the hell not trying to be like that. <laughs> I really wish Quinn would would bring out some more merch, but you never know. It's been a hell of a week in Canada, though. Like, literally. So, like I said last week, uh, that when March 1st came, no more vaccine, passport, or anything. So, I decided over the weekend to get the fuck out of my apartment and go out and do stuff with my lady friend. Um, we went out and stared at, we, we had this whole day planned with a couple of friends, you know, uh, where I live, they were supposed to have like a winter fest <laughs> in the downtown part of my town. So, you know, we fucking like, I, I, we decided to take the kiddies the kids. Cause like every, every one of my couple's friends have kids, but me and my girlfriend. So we decided to pack up the kiddies, me being the only man had to. Escort the ladies down. All the men were working on a Saturday. I wasn't. I figured I'd go stare at ice sculptures. A few things weird that happened. So, um, the first thing, well, it was fucking cold. It was really cold. So we decided to walk down with the kids. And, uh, we're, because this winter fest was supposed to have, like, all these ice sculptures downtown. We walked downtown it was a decent walk probably like 20 minute walk from the house that we parked at we get downtown and fucking there was no ice sculptures there was nothing it was literally just five fucking ice sculptures which by the way were melting at this point it was a real shit show i was like oh my god you gotta be kidding me i walked to the first one i walked to the second one and they're all right but i didn't think they were like, it was just like, it kind of looked like a gravestone, you know what I'm saying? It was not obviously a gravestone, but it was like engraved into the ice. Like, it looked like it was in the middle. It wasn't like they were actually, like, carving, like, statues or actual reindeer. Actually, no, they did do one reindeer that actually looked like one. But besides that, it was just, they just looked like, uh, you know, graves where they just carved it into the ice. It looked good. They were good. All five of them. They were really good. But <laughs> while I was out, out walking around... I see a big group of people outside of the town hall in my town. And um, so I was like, what the fuck is going on there? So I decided to walk over and see what was going on. I didn't talk to anybody because, like, you know, when, when a big group of people are happening, I usually think, 
bad things. I usually think like they're just fucking mad. And if I say anything wrong, they're just going to kick the shit out of me. And usually I'm right. But uh, this time I didn't say anything. And I was like trying to look around like why the fuck are they all just circling around? And they got like the, they got, they got Canadian flags on hockey sticks. The most Canadian thing. Like it's like, oh, it's so Canadian. But whenever I see that, I'm like, oh my God, you're like all the fucking stereotypes of Canada right there. Canadian flag on the hockey stick. I'm just like, yes, the Americans have won. They, they, that's, that's literally what they say we do. And you guys just prove their fucking point. So it turns out these people were protesting no more lockdowns. It was a really strange thing to me because, like I said, March 1st, the vaccine passports were lifting and every, in like uh, restrictions for indoor dining and stuff were lifted on March 1st. And they're saying there, the weekend after March 1st, with their signs, their coffees. And the weirdest thing was, one of them had a newspaper. Like, you could have read the newspaper and be like, oh, we don't need to do this anymore. We won. We did it. I came up with a theory real quick. They all looked old. They all looked like they were retired. I feel like, here's my theory on everything. Here's my theory of why they're still protesting the lockdowns. They don't have a lot going on for them. That's the real thing. And my door just opened wide open. Give me one sec. So yeah, like I was saying, these people don't have a lot going for them. They, the fucking lockdowns are at their peak. Omicron's in the air. It's dropping like fucking, it's dropping like it's hot, you know. It's fucking up there. You know, it's, it's getting people sick, left, right, and center. And they came together because they, their Tim Horns got fucking shut down so they couldn't go in and have their morning coffee and sit around and read the paper in their little corner like every old person does. So they got together in front of the town hall. <clears throat> protesting and protesting. They're making a difference now. But now all this shit's open back up. <clears throat> and now, they don't want to go back to the Tim Hortons for some reason. I don't know. But they're just saying, they're like, well, we met to do this. What else is there to do? And then they just, maybe at the newspaper, see if there was another variant coming. And maybe there was a variant coming. They're like, oh, perfect. We got another protest. We can protest this. Let's do it. Bike to power. I don't know. It was a really weird thing to see them still protesting the lockdowns. They just didn't, they don't have a lot going on with their lives in my theory. And that was like what brought them together. You know, they brought each other's coffees and stuff. Which, they, which you could still do, but I don't Maybe he's just like staring at the town hall. I don't know. Well, whatever. But I did, I did take advantage over the weekend of experiencing the next step of reopening without the vaccine passport and shit. I was the type of guy, I used my barcode once. While I was like, I fucking, I always just had two pieces of paper that literally anybody could just Photoshop their own name onto it and they could go anywhere. And I use that everywhere. Now I'm actually vaccinated, but you know, like fucking anybody could do it. That's probably why they brought out the barcode. <laughs> so I used it once and that was just a fucking pain in the ass. I hated the fact of pulling out your ID, pulling out your fucking phone. Like you had to make sure your phone was charged and shit. So this, this, uh, opening up plan where I didn't need it. Oh, it was like fucking, oh, so I decided to take full advantage of it. I, um, I decided to take my girl out to our, a little bar around the corner from our place. Got our masks on and shit. We showed up to that, sh that at 4.30 and it was already lined up. This is how bad people want to go out. 4.30, like 
I'm 26 and I shouldn't be eating till like eight o'clock at night, but I'm like, like dinner time at 4:30 on Saturday. I can still be a okay with. I don't know why. Uh, it's just something I have adapted to. But we we went at 4:30. It was lined up. We got a seat. Thank God. And it was kind of dead. You know, there was people in there. So because it's around the corner, my dumb ass gets drunk by accident. Yes, by accident. I'm not going to get into it, but it was by accident. Um, we sat there for a couple hours. And by the time I left, I swear to God, I had a fucking tear in my eye. It was so beautiful. It was just packed. People chilling at the bar. Conversations were live. Oh, I've missed that shit. All I can say with all this, you know, I was happy to see it. They're saying now, <clears throat> like, masks will be coming off very soon, hopefully. And all I'm saying, and I said it last episode, I'll say it again. If the government thinks they're going to fucking shut this shit down now, good the fuck luck. They're not putting us back into lockdown. The fucking convoy will drive right back up there. The girl just got out on bail. The One of the, the, the coordinators, no, one of the fucking organizers just got out on bail, so... They'll just come right back up Trudeau's door and he'll go back into fucking hiding like the pussy he is. <laughs> You're not... It's going to be funny to see if if we go back to like a, like 100 cases a day or 200... Or three, I forget what their fucking peak was. I think we were hitting like 1,000 a day or some shit at one point. It was bad! But it'll be funny to see if that stuff starts happening again and they try to lock us down, how the people will react. I don't know. But... Oh, I just hit my pop filter pretty hard there. But the the government is finally like, it's time to get back to normal. And I am one for it. Oh my God, I just burped. I am one for it. So, you know, from the Honest Lisa podcast, I'll keep you updated every episode about how it's going and if we're going to go back into lockdown because Ontario really likes doing that. A couple of fights happened last weekend that uh, honestly I didn't pay too much attention to. Uh, there was the TikTok or uh, UK versus U- US uh, boxing YouTubers and there was Mazadel versus Covington and I will talk a little bit briefly about both. I'll start with the UFC one just because there isn't really too much to say about this fight. I really tried to enter or I, I didn't I missed the whole night pretty much because I was at the bar with my girlfriend and we came home and watched a bunch of random shit on the internet. Mostly you betcha videos because that's like our weird thing when we're drinking. We watch you betcha for like hours on end so Thank you, you betcha. You are very entertaining and something that we can both relate to. But by the end of the night, I was laying in bed just on my phone and UFC live streamed Mazadel walking out with his ring walk. So I decided, well, maybe if I can find it, I'll watch it. So I, I did find a stream because uh, I wasn't paying for it at that point because I missed all of it. Um, but I, I did end up watching it. And... Um, that's bad to say. Well, whatever. I don't really watch UFC fights, but um, everybody, like a lot of people, do it. But you know what can you do? So I was watching a stream, uh, just trying to see if this way would be would be good. Um, and every time lately, I've been watching the the uh, UFC thing. Every fight's usually pretty good until the main event, and the main event fucking sucks. Example: last like I watched Adesanya's fight. Not the last one, but the one before that. Boring. His last one. Boring. This fight. Boring. Um, I don't know what it is about the main event. I'm guessing it's just a lot more pressure and everything. Because 
they're, they're so like on edge when they're trying to fight each other, you know, no one really wants to swing, but they do want to swing or they're just like, like trying to feel the other guy out, which is fine for like the first round, but five rounds of it, that's enough. But the big thing was with this whole, um, Mazadal versus, uh, I already forgot the other guy's name. I'll look it up real quick. Um, Mazadal. Versus, I don't know. Oh, there he is. Um, Mazda or Covington. That's it. Covington. Oh my God. Blooper. But it's staying in the podcast. Um, the big thing about like that fight was um, Covington obviously won. Everybody knows that by now. And um, he came out of that fight. And, you know, he did his press interview. And he said, Dustin Poirier, I want you next, motherfucker. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and I'll just say one thing, and this is just, this is from a guy who doesn't fight. You're going to learn this a lot with this part, this segment of the podcast, me talking about the fighters and stuff. Um, but this is just from a fighter who watches you. Um, in my opinion, first of all, that was a boring fight. Don't act like you did something amazing there. And second of all, if you fight Poirier coming in like that, you'll probably get fucked up. The one thing I've noticed about Poirier, which, um... I respect the living fuck out of is once he sees an opening or if he connects once he swings and swings and swings until you're on the fucking ground and like you know it's it's not like he's swinging he's not this guy's connecting the whole time as he's swinging at you I don't know he just knows the way of doing it he fucking put McGregor on his ass and like even his highlight reel when he was fighting McGregor I was like mm. if he gets McGregor once he's going to knock him out I was right but, um, with the Mazadel versus Covington fight, it was boring. Like, like if you come in like that, and what I mean by that is, literally just, he kept taking Mazadel to the fence and just trying to take him down. He thought, I'm a great fighter for that. To me, Mazadel, like, he, I, he didn't win. Like, he did definitely deserve to lose, but... Stand him the fuck up and let him just like and let him fight. Don't just keep trying to take him fence and take him to the ground. Like I get it, that's like a defense that obviously against Mazadal works because he's like he came up with Kimbo Slice. They were fucking street fighters, so I get why you think just taking him to the ground is is the best way. But if you're going to take him to the ground, put him in our bar or something. Don't just hold him up against the fence and just keep trying to do weird things and just look like you're fucking humping him. Um, I didn't watch the whole fight. I fell asleep. That's how boring it was to me. Um, and usually when I'm drunk watching UFC, I'm all standing up and rooting for it. But this was like that. It was it was terrible. It was a boring fight. And the worst part was, it's not even on Mazdal at all. It's literally the winner, Covington. He and um, if he wants to fight Poirier, I say Dana White, do it. I want Poirier to fuck this guy up. I've respected Poirier so much since the McGregor, uh, like, trilogy. Yeah, that's what it is. And, um, you know, on top of the fact that Poirier is just a great guy. He does a bunch of charities and stuff. He dresses like the main character of Vice City in uh, GTA. Um, He's just, he just seems like a a level-minded guy. And all he cares about is, you know, helping people out. Like... Jake Paul donated the McGregor chain that he custom made with all his gold on it. And he wanted to give it to Poirier after uh, he won against McGregor for the first time. And Poirier took it, but instead of keeping it, he put up for auction and gave the money to charity. 
I like people like this in the world. These are the type of people that we need to advertise more of. We gotta stop advertising people like Jake Paul who just flex fucking cars and shit. We need to stop advertising people like Logan Paul, like fucking Keemstar, and all these people are just like trying to flex. Oh, I'm living my best life. We need to ref like go to these people who are trying to do a difference every day, like Poirier did. And Poirier is a great fighter. And I think if this happens where Covington fights him, ooh. Yeah, like, he's going to get fucked up. That's my opinion. Like, Poirier will fucking knock this guy out. But, there is the rumor. My buddy, my source, Ty Jones, is saying that Nate Diaz is about to retire. Big Nate Diaz fan. Love the guy to death. But he says for his last fight before he retires, he wants to fight Dustin Poirier. So, maybe that will be the next Poirier fight. Which, in my opinion, would be an awesome fight. Because... Poirier can swing a punch, and if he connects, he can, he will swing and swing and swing and keep connecting. Nate Diaz can swing a punch, but he can also take a punch, and I think against Dustin Poirier, it'd be hard to knock Nate Diaz out. I don't think I've ever seen a guy get knocked out. I've seen the guy fucking take beatings, and he just keeps swinging at you, bloody as shit, and he just keeps swinging. Like Joe Rogan all, or uh, training all day, Joe Rogan podcast all night, fucking, this guy is quotable, and I love him for it, and this guy literally still walks out like he's straight from the hood, like rich as fuck, doesn't care, still smokes weed, like, you know, the most gangster UFC fighter I've ever seen, and I respect it, and I hope that fight happens, but this guy, Colby Covington, I think he said Poirier, now I'm second guessing myself. But don't look at me like I'm the source. You know, this could be wrong information. But I'm pretty sure he said, Dustin Poirier, I want to fight you next. Um, and I hope it happens. Now, that's just a quick thing about the UFC. Stuff that happened. The big thing was the US versus um, uh, UK YouTube boxing match. Now, like me, me. This is me now. A guy who supported, who supports the YouTube box and stuff, or used to. Not as much now. It's kind of, it's kind of gotten a bit much. I didn't even watch the fights, okay? I, I, I want to talk a little bit about the main event, Deji versus, um, whatever the fuck his name is. I don't, I don't even know the other YouTuber and I barely know Deji. But, I want to talk about their fight. Um, I guess, uh, another fight, a guy won, but he didn't feel like he deserved it. So he wants a rematch, respect to that guy. I want to talk more about how YouTubers act before a fight. It's like the YouTubers versus TikTok, how they were acting. It's amazing how these guys who are barely boxers act before a fight. And the funny thing is, all of them act the exact same. They act like the old Conor McGregor, shit-talking, getting each other's faces and trying to do fucking dumb shit to each other. I don't understand it. Let me give you an example. So... Shout out to Creative Flix. I yes, that's their Instagram. I was blowing this whole thing, but shout out to this Instagram page, Creators Flix, where um they post all this shit. So um one of the YouTubers, I think it was the US guy versus the UK guy, they meet you know outside like an elevator or something out in, in a hotel. All fine and dandy, I guess, right? Um But the the one guy uh, the U.S. guy gets in the U.K. guy's face and they're talking shit. One of his buddies goes up behind the guy and gets down on all fours. This is like, I don't know, I guess they're trying to intimidate this guy. But it fails miserably. You know, they try to do the old shove, 
and he falls over, he fucking probably hits his head, and then he can't fight, and then this U U.S. guy, but yo, yeah, fucking pussy, you didn't fight me, oh, you hit your head, even though he fucking did it, um, he, he, um, so he tries to shove him, instant fail, I mean instant, the guy actually comes back at him, and like, is like swinging punches at him, I'm pretty sure, I gotta watch the video again, but it didn't work out in the US guy's favor, because not only did he look like a bitch, and like couldn't even shove this guy over, he, he loses this battle miserably, like, like fucking miserably loses this battle, and he runs away from the guy, yelling, you're a bitch, now to me, like right, if you're calling a guy a bitch, you say it straight to his face and you keep saying it to him. You don't say you're a bitch while you're running away from the guy you're calling a bitch. Because, like, it's, it's like, ironic. You're calling a guy a bitch, but yet you're running from him, making you look like a bitch. I don't know. Like, I get he was just probably trying to, like, hype up the fight and shit. And every YouTuber tries to hype up their fights. But it's fucking ridiculous, the shit that they come up with. Like, I remember Logan Paul versus KSI round one. Logan Paul brought a picture of KSI on the stage and dropped it down. He stepped on it. Like, that's fucking intimidating or something. I, I just, it just doesn't seem to make sense to me. There was another example. In this one, by the way. Um, I think they just did their weigh-ins. I'm pretty sure it was a Canadian guy who did this, which makes it very made me ashamed to be Canadian for a sec. But when they were doing like their face off and they were staring at each other, the the fucking one guy tried to pants the other guy. Like I don't know why, but he tried to actually pants the other guy for some fucking reason, like to to show dominance, I guess. Kind of a fucky way to show dominance, but he did, I guess. He failed at that too, by the way. He didn't pants him at all. And there was another guy who came in in like the, like, you know, a one-piece, like, fucking Speedo that goes over your shoulders thing. This is the, how they're trying to sell the fight. And by the way, like, I feel like they're trying to sell this fight to young kids. Which, big no-no. You don't advertise YouTube boxing to little kids. Because when I was a kid, like, I would, like, me and my brother watched wrestling, which was fake, but we thought it was real. And me and my brother would fight in our room, pretend to be wrestlers, and then we'd hit our head and shit and cry to the point where my mom said, you're not allowed to watch wrestling anymore. So imagine these kids now that, you know, the parents are on their phone. This is a joke, okay? Don't come at me like, I'm not on my phone, I'm a parent. Parents might be on their phone, kids are playing in the backyard. They just watched Deji fight, and now they want to fight, and um, they don't have fucking, they don't have boxing gloves or anything, so they start punching each other in the face. There's, there's only one upside to that, is that at least they'll learn how to take a punch on, because Deji obviously didn't learn how to do that in his fight. Like, I, I, I literally tried to watch the highlight reel of Deji versus this guy, um, and it was, uh, it was, um... Deji looks terrified throughout the whole thing. He's like literally scared to, to, to fucking take a punch. Which I get in boxing. I don't know what your plan was. But KSI said the best, best when he was bashing Deji about his last fight. You have to like take a punch to throw two punches. This is a literal fact. If you're scared to take one punch 
in a boxing ring, you should not box at all. This is just my opinion, all right? I don't know what was going through Deji's head, but this guy is now 0-3. All right, he's fought the same amount of times as his older brother, KSI, the man that calls himself the Nightmare and the champ of YouTube, who hasn't fucking boxed in three years. But he is 0-3, where his brother is... Well, 2-1-0, and oh, in my opinion. But he still says he's the champ. Logan failed. I was taking the fucking belt the first time and the second time. Uh, it's, it's pure stupidity. But your track record is shit. The only decent fight you had was against Jake Paul. And you think you can still knock him out. You can't. Just accept that, Deji. You can't. Deji should stop fighting. Honestly. You can see it in the ring. He is literally scared to get fucking punched, which is like understandable. But if you're in a boxing ring, you gotta be prepared to take a fucking punch. I don't know what your like training was, but maybe they should have just punched you in the face more and been like, "See, it hurts, but you gotta get through it." Like you know, like, I've been punched in the face a couple times. It fucking sucks, you know. But if I was going into boxing, like a YouTube boxing event, I would probably be ready to take a shit ton of punches and like. I wouldn't even go in. I wouldn't even go in thinking I was gonna win. I would just go in and hopefully, I would connect and drop a guy. I'm not saying I. Uh, it probably wouldn't happen. I'd probably fucking lose. But I would give it my all and at least try to make the fight entertaining. Like it's it's weird. Like the YouTube boxing thing is just like. They charge money. Like you know, you have to buy pay per views for it, and they like have an arena and shit. It's not worth the money. Like, it, like for how awkward they look while they're fighting and shit, it's definitely not worth the money. It's literally like, it should just be free on YouTube. Somehow the YouTubers get paid, but I fucking, I paid for Logan Paul versus KSI 2, and I paid for Jake Paul versus Anissa Gibb, and that was fucking it. I was like, this is terrible. This is awkward. Like, they don't even look like, they don't even look good. It's weird. Watching someone like Tyson Fury, who's awkward, but like, you know, obviously it looks like he knows what he's doing compared to someone like Jake Paul versus Gibb when they both didn't know what they were doing. Just trying to swing it out. Huge difference and way harder to watch. It's just like, that's it. It's hard to fucking watch because it doesn't look good. It doesn't look right. Now, if you ask me. For the future, if they're going to keep doing this YouTube shit, I've said this in the past. I'm going to say it again. If they're going to keep up with this YouTube boxing shit. If they're doing dumbass shows like the Hype House and like the next influencer and all this other shit, just come, just, just, just hear me out. Just hear me out here. You do like instead of doing all this shit like you know TikTok versus YouTubers and there's nothing. Make a fucking reality show of it like the Ultimate Fighter. Call it the Ultimate Boxing YouTuber dipshit. I don't know. It seems like it'd work. I would definitely be a part of that. I'd probably not make it to the final round. But you could pick out every single fighter. And they all have to fight each other for a main event. And then all the other YouTubers that lost, they can go up and they fight other people. And there's your event right there. And it could all be free. Just an idea. All I'm saying, I got off track. But all I'm saying was like, with Deji. So, I'm going back to Deji. I know. I'm fucking all over the place. Don't even tell me I know I'm all over the place. 
Getting back to Deji. Deji lost. He's 0-3. He's literally 0-3, right? He said if he loses this one, he's done with boxing. Comes out with the video. I'm not done with boxing. Fuck. Okay, so we gotta watch this guy again. Literally get his ass whooped. Okay, okay. You can keep boxing, Deji. You can, okay? Your YouTube's little brother. Keep boxing. Keep believing in yourself. You made it all the rounds and I'm pretty sure it went to split decision. Just promise us that you will not be a main event, a co-main event, or an undercard. You you really have to prove yourself if you're going to box again. You literally are going to the fucking prelims. You were a headliner for this, and you were scared to get punched. No more. You have to fucking prove yourself now, Deji. I'm done. I'm sick of you sitting there. With your stupid, like, I'm not done, I am the man, I've, I've been training well. No, you, I think, fucking prelims, I mean, like, you know, you know, the, the not even the prelims, the ones before the prelims, like those ones that you literally can watch for free before the actual event. You, you, you go to there and prove yourself with those, and then you can get back to the undercard. But for right now, for how you've been doing and how shitty you've been as a boxer, I'm done. I'm done with you. You're not, you're not, you're not changing my mind. You're not. You, you fucked up. You blew it. So, Deji, all the best to you. But you're not a good boxer. Straight up. And if you have lights that leave this high, you should not be watching this podcast. Honestly Lazy Podcast. So I caught the uh, Mr. Beast interview on the joe rogan podcast it's a very interesting interview you know it's a good interview and podcast when i actually listen to two and a half hours of it i'm not the type of guy who is really into listening for that long to a podcast the weird thing is i can listen to howard stern for hours but podcasts and stuff Ah, they're kind of different i don't know they have a different vibe than howard stern maybe it's just because howard stern did not give a fuck and you know podcasters are i guess trying to act more professional or something i don't know like the dumb everyday podcast that's not that's a show that i can watch every day just because they are they do not sound professional and they're funny as shit but for a lot of the podcasts i'm not really into even joe rogan man i'm not sitting there for fucking four hours listening to you to talk to one guy but mr beast has always fascinated me in all types of ways like where the hell he got his money um, like what makes him, you know, I guess tick and like just his regular life. And it's amazing to listen to what he, like his process of being a YouTuber. Like this man did for, what was it? I think he said a thousand days researched YouTube every day. He said he'd be on at seven in the morning till 10 at night. Saying everything from watch time to the thumbnails to like the editing to every little thing for hours on end to just it's literally doing research micromanaging how to make the perfect video and how to go viral this man did this for a thousand days that's amazing the fact like this is so bad this guy really wanted to be a youtuber now look i would love to do podcasting or like just a live show or do a radio show full time I am not sitting there from 7 in the morning till 10 at night with three other guys in a Zoom call or whatever. Just talking about everything from the thumbnail to the Photoshop to editing to like 
every little part of a viral video and how it got viral. I'm, I can't, I wouldn't go that far. If I make it, I make it. If I don't, well, I still got a real life job that pays decent. But this guy literally went all out, never had a job and just focused on YouTube and he made something of himself, which is great. You know, like there's a lot of these YouTubers that like going back to talking about like people like Dustin Poirier, Mr. Beast is one of those people that's literally up there with like, we do not deserve someone like Mr. Beast because Listen to his podcast, he, or listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, him talking about himself. This kid, literally, like, all across all platforms of all of his channels, 200 million subscribers, and he just, and he does not, and he's like, I don't keep a lot of my money. I put it back into my videos, or I do charity work, or whatever. Like, he does not care about money. He's just thankful that he does what he loves for a living it's the craziest thing it blew me away to hear him talking like this like this guy's the biggest youtuber right now to me he's bigger than pewdiepie at this point this guy is insane he spent four million dollars on the squid on the squid games video just because and he worked his ass off to do it he 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 literally he says in this podcast that he has like uh, the his restaurant now, the Mr. Beast Burger and, and all that. And he literally was giving it to restaurants just so that like he gave him the ingredients and the packages and stuff. Just so when COVID was happening and his name was attached to it, they could keep their, their doors open while during lockdown. And he said there were so many orders for these restaurants that they had to go out to regular stores and buy stuff to make these burgers. This guy literally says he was famous he was famous on youtube and he he lived in like a, a shitty house and he was famous he's like, i lived in a shitty house and i loved it oh there goes my phone and he literally said the only reason why i moved into a kind of a bigger house because that one got broken into and they stole all my stuff he's like if it wasn't for that i would i would not i'd still be living there Joe Rogan asked him, do you have any nice cars and stuff? He's like, no, regular cars. He's like, I just bought a Tesla just to get off the gas. Like, this kid is, like, I looked up to, like, I looked at people like Logan Paul, the Nelk Boys, and all those type people spend their money, and they, they look like, great lifestyles. And I just listened from this podcast, I'm literally like, that's how, if I ever made it, that's how I'd want to be. Just helping out people. He works... A lot. He works Monday to Saturday doing content, and then Sundays he tries not to work. This man, like, has over a hundred employees with all these business ideas. The only and I always wondered the one thing about him: why he did a Brazil, like all these different languages for like different channels. And it wasn't just to get more views; is because he realized a lot of people don't understand what he's saying a lot more, and he wanted everybody to enjoy his videos. So he did all these channels just not for like to get more money or, or anything like that. Just so more people can enjoy his content. This kid is 23 years old. He's three years younger than me. He's a, he's a fucking genius. Like I got, I listened to this guy. I, all I could do was just give this guy respect. Everything he was saying was just more and more respect. And he says on his spare time, he just helps out youtubers he mentors them to get them more views and stuff he says one buddy he's like he's making great content it did he he put himself in a whole lot of money 
and uh, his channel didn't blow up, so he just pays him 10 grand a month just to help him out. Half the guys in his channel, like part of his crew, his buddy Chandler, who I always loved, he was his janitor that just came into a video just to replace someone quick, and everyone loved him. So he's like, okay, you're part of the crew now. It's amazing. It's amazing to hear this, this type of shit happen. I really should have been taking notes about everything he said in this podcast because he's a really cool kid and he sacrificed a lot. He said, he says in his podcast, he always felt like he was a weirdo in high school and he was like, and he wanted to get the message out to like, it's okay to be weird if you love what you're doing. And I wish I had that in my head. Oh crap, my camera's going to die. All right, I'll be right back. I wish I had that in my head when I was doing this shit in, in um, like, I didn't film a lot in high school, but when I was doing like my RuneScape videos and stuff, cause I had so much fun doing it. Literally listen to this guy who's literally younger than me. I literally like look up to how he lives his life. He's like, I don't have a lot of money. He's like, I have money saved up. So, you know, I don't have to worry, but I don't have a lot of money. I put all back in. He's literally said he spent a lot of money and then he has to go to the bank and get loans just so he can finish a video. This guy, is the definition of putting heart and soul into his videos. Not for the fame, not for anything, literally because he loves making videos. He, like, you can tell how much he, he really, like, look at the Squid Games video alone. How much effort that took and how quick he made that video because he knew Squid Games would be irrelevant like it is right now. But he did it so quick, had a great crew and made it all work. He was like in the middle of going to Antarctica, but COVID fucked him. So he had to come back and he just, I forget where he said he filmed South Africa, I think. And this kid does everything before he does all of his research to make sure everything is hundred percent safe before he does it. I just respect Mr. Beast like so much more from listening to that podcast. I never really listened to him before. I like, I know he was on impulsive and shit, but I don't want to listen to impulsive all the way through i'll listen to clips here and there but i can't listen to logan paul and that fucking mike guy for hours on end so you know it was good to see him on joe rogan and he literally says i have talked about how to go viral many times on other uh podcasts and they're still out there to this day so all you gotta do is find it do your research which will be funny to see if someone actually finds it because they'll just put on their channel to go viral and then everyone will figure it out and then They'll have to figure out, and then Mr. Beast will just figure out a new way to do algorithms. But this guy, I respect him. Honestly, I keep saying it. This, this guy made it, and he literally doesn't wear anything fancy. He's, he actually said he bought nice clothes, and then when his house got broken into, they stole his clothes. So he's like, well, that sucks. He just kind of, he literally just hangs out with, with his friends and makes content. Like... That's literally what I want to do with this. That's why I want to do the live show. That's why I want to bring people on. I've been DMing random people, just like like random people I always find interesting and trying to get them on the podcast. Hopefully it'll happen soon. But like, I just wanted to like just say give a little appreciation part to this podcast, Mr. Beast, because that kid is fucking like mind-blowingly smart and the most humble kid, and he's the biggest YouTuber on YouTube. And he literally said, um, like Joe Rogan asked him something like, "Would like you have enough following to go so, like create your own platform and stuff?" And he was like, "Yeah, but why would I do that?" 
is that I love being number one on YouTube and like I've always respected YouTube so much that I would never leave it. I'd rather just keep making content for YouTube. Like he just dedicated his life to it and he made it at a very young age. And he even said like, you know, it usually takes like 10 years or to 12 years to start making it on YouTube. So one of my, yeah, so I'm going to be late into my thirties before I, if I even make it on YouTube or if I'll still be making content, who knows, maybe the live stream show fucking blow up by then and I'll be set. But for right now, just listening to him is like bringing my hopes up for some reason, just motivating me to just keep pushing myself to make this show work or try to get more viewers in it. So who knows down the road? Who knows where we'll be, but I love, I love the podcast. I hope you all do too. And that will do it for today on the Honestly Lazy Podcast. I'm your host, Boy Stick. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. I always have fun doing this. And two weeks in a row being back, I didn't disappear again. So leave a like for that. If you like the content, leave likes, leave comments, come talk to me. Follow me on my social medias, Boy Stick on Instagram, Boy Stick channel on Twitter. Um, you know, come chat, come hang out, comment on my shit. I'll comment back. I'll leave feedback or leave me feedbacks. I always love hearing that. Everything will be in the description down below on top of the, uh, sensibly chronicle podcast. I screwed up the name again. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I, I just, I'm a bad reader, but I'll leave that in the description down below. Probably just the Instagram video so we can, you know, talk about it or so he can, like you can go to that page and follow him on Instagram because he does everything on Instagram, his interviews with people. So yeah, um, I hope you all have a good weekend. We're one week away from St. Patty's Day. I got beer. I'm going to need smokes. I'm going to need pepperoni and chips. And it's just Canadian way to celebrate St. Patty's Day. All right. Um, if I miss anything, whatever. I'm lazy. This has been the Austin Lazy Podcast. Your boy's sick. I'm out. See you guys. Honestly Lazy Podcast. <laughs>